if we were to take this gospel literally, we don't have to worry about waiting to be canonized saints, we'll be saints. If we were to take this gospel seriously, and this is what Jesus said at the very beginning, he says, to you who hear, I say, to you who hear, I say, it is a extraordinary teaching that the Lord offers to us. But then we look at the life around us. We look at ourselves and we say, is Jesus just an idealist, idealistic teacher? And he doesn't really realize, realize that the world around us is quite different. That's what it seemed like. And yet, and yet he's the son of God. He's our teacher, he's our guide. Doesn't he understand how difficult it is to live in an environment in which we live? I believe not only that he does, we know that he does, he's son of God, he knows all things. But the invitation is to be like himself, to be like God. That's the invitation. Be merciful just as your heavenly father is merciful. Treat one another as you would have wished to be treated. Forgive as you have been forgiven. And so what we have here before us is an invitation to something which is so unusual because the world tells us if somebody takes advantage of you, get even. Somebody hurts you, yeah, demand back and even more. And it's like, you know, I, I, I have to tell you that I, I watched my nephews when they were growing up <clears throat> and there's two boys, there's a two, two years difference between them. And the younger one was not able to, the older would sort of kind of take advantage of him. He was wiser and smarter, but the young one couldn't, you know, couldn't, couldn't give him back. So he would sneak it when the, the other one would not watch, he would smack him. And of course, he would get into trouble because the parents would see the younger one beating up on the older one. But the older one was the glee in his eye would look at him. You see, I got, I got you. <laughs> you see, where does it come from? If the young ones do that, it seems like the, within us, there's some form of a different principle that works within us with this consequences of sin or our human frailty or human nature. But God wants us to be like himself. And that's the invitation. He's teaching us with something which is so extraordinary that it seems like too good to be true. Jesus is really a sign of contradiction, a true contradiction, because he's asking us to be, to be divine in human form, just as he was God in human form. God who embraced became incarnate. And so he wants us to, to go in that direction. But the wonderful thing is this, we are to attempt, we are to try. And when we fail, we ask for forgiveness and we try again. And we keep on trying. And then sometimes at the end of these trials, it seems like it gets better and better. But we have to try and we have to ask for, for help because we can't do it ourselves. It's not possible for us 
in our human, the way we are with all the disorders, all the emotions, all the problems we have, it's not possible. So therefore, it is the invitation by the Lord, try it and I'll give you help, I'll assist you, because I know you can't do it. I don't know why am I comparing children, but as you know, as they want to walk, they can't walk, you help them out, you help them out. And they keep on falling, walking a little bit and falling until they are able to do so. In the same way, that image of we trying, us trying to do these things, it ultimately somehow with the Lord's help, just like with the parents' help, we're able to attain the capacity, the ability and get better and better. But the words which are to, given to us in today's gospel are really incredible. Love your enemies, do good to those who hate you, bless those who curse you, Pray for those who mistreat you. Yes, that's almost impossible. And yet with God's help, we can incorporate these dimensions and try to let go. Because sometimes it's not, you know, we may react quickly and then he afterwards, I shouldn't have done it. And so we have this great gift that we can always go back, say, I didn't do it the right way. I can ask for forgiveness. I know that I have failed here. And so it's like, even if our reactions are so quick and we can't control them, but we have the capacity with our own conscience to go back and to reflect. And if, if there is insufficient humility within us again, to be humble like Christ, to be truly like the one, then we can actually repair things. Now, do to others as you would have them done to you. For if you love those who love you, what credit is that even the sinners do? And if you do good to those who are good to you, what credit is that? And then so what happens is that give without expecting, um, uh, land without expecting uh, you know, uh, something back. Because, the reward, because your reward will be great in heaven. Okay, so that's the first thing is, what do we get? As Saint Peter would say to Jesus, what do we get? We left our families, we did everything. So what do we get in return? And so the re your reward will be great and you will be children of the most high God. How to be children of the most high God is to be children who are absolute saints, but, but the sa sanctity would be based on how, how uh, we become like Christ for one another. Be merciful just as your heavenly father is merciful. You know, the um, saint, not saint, but Father Seraphim, um, he would say this, he says, how can we be perfect as our heavenly father is perfect? We don't know what, how to judge even the perfection. But he says, since the Lord says, be perfect as your heavenly father is perfect, and be holy as your heavenly father is holy. The only way we can measure is be merciful as your heavenly father is merciful. That's the only criteria by which we can judge ourselves. And if we judge ourselves to be merciful as heavenly father is merciful, then we attain perfection. Then we attain, attain holiness. That's a good way of looking at it because we can look at, at how merciful we are to one another. And of course, the Lord continues by saying, stop judging, stop condemning, forgive and you'll be forgiven. And, and um, because the measure with which you measure will be 
measure uh, to you in return. So the measure with which we measure, sometimes it is hard for us because if we realize that the way we behave towards others, that the Lord will be measuring us by the same measure, that's a tough one because we would have to say, Lord, you have to be more merciful to me than the measure which way I measure others. And so that's the invitation. And here for the first reading that we have, in the first reading of St. Paul, St. Paul lives this. St. Paul instructs the community of Corinthians, I mean, to Colossians the same way. So what do you do? Put on as God's chosen ones, holy and beloved, heartfelt compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, patience, bearing with one another and forgiving one another if one has a grievance against one another, just as the Lord has forgiven you, so must also you do. And so, and over all these put on love, the bond of perfection and that peace of Christ control your hearts, the peace into which you were also called into one body. And then so, so it's forgive, be compassionate, you know, uh, let go of things and then put on the love, the bond of perfection. And then at the end, if you do so, then peace will be given to you. The peace of Christ will control your hearts. The peace of Christ will, will create within you gratitude. The peace of Christ will give you that type of rest. And so ultimately the measure with which you measure, if it is truly God who gives us this gift, then, then the, the, the more merciful, the more kind we are, then peace will come to our hearts, peace. You know, that, 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 that very gratitude within our hearts that will generate within us a sense of peace and harmony. But today, you know, we also honor someone who is an extraordinary person. Every time I look at, the, at Saint Peter Claver, I say, is it possible for someone to stretch himself in such a way to work on behalf of the poor? He was, he was like Mother Teresa who ministered to the poorest of the poor, but only 400 years earlier. Um, he administered to the poor, those who were brought in as slaves to Cartagena in Colombia they were taken, they were bringing the slaves from Africa, from Angola, from Ivory Coast, from the area, from Congo area. They were bringing them as workers. But the problem was this, many of them, after this long journey from Africa, almost 40% of those who came died, died of various diseases, died of various types of illnesses. And so the first person to go on those boats was Peter Claver. He was a Jesuit born in, in Spain and under the guidance of a porter, porter who was a Jesuit, but he was a porter at college. He befriended this young man, uh, his name Francis Xavier, uh, and um, I mean, it was Francis Claver, and he wanted him to go and do the missions on behalf of the poor. He knew that there were slaves being brought. And so he was encouraging him, guiding him. So at the age of 37, when he was ordained priest, and then for the next 44 years, he worked with those who were brought as slaves. And he describes the many things that he had to do, the mistreatment they, they experienced. 
and what he was able to do, take care of them, go into the ships, because sometimes they, they live on those ships for months before they were taken to other places to work in the fields or especially in gold mines. And so that's what they were doing. And, and he offered himself so much to them. He not only guided them, instructed them, took care of their wounds, tried to heal whatever he could do, but also instructed them, guided them. And ultimately, he was known to have given um, not only a type of kindness, but he was able to baptize about 300,000 of those who were brought into this new world because they respected him. He says he, at first he did not speak the language. So he says, but there's a language of kindness, there's language of love, there's language of someone who treats the other person with that type of love that, that, that they, could, they could see and understand. Yes, there were other translators, eventually as he was instructing them in faith, but, 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 but the language that he used was a language of kindness. And this type of kindness which Jesus speaks and asks us to be, to be for each other, to take care of one another. Um, I think that if we were to look and follow the example of those who preceded us with that witness which they gave to Christ, that they loved the Lord and they saw in, in those who were in need, they saw Christ himself, just like Mother Teresa would say, see the image of Christ. And there's one point, you know, St. Peter Claver says, I could see the love of Christ in the eyes of those who were there who were recovering either because they were sick. And, and he could not forget that that love that flowed out from those who understood that they were being helped, but they knew that, that they were being protected and taken care of. Many of them who were taken as slaves, they felt they could be killed, and, and some even were fear, feared that they would be not killed, but will be, would be not mistreated badly. And here, here, the first thing that they came to know is someone who loved them. But it was the love of Christ. It was the love that Christ gives to us. So let us today then, um, by the example of St. Peter Claver, um, but, but above all, by the gospel today, which Jesus makes it so clear to us what we are to do, how we are to be. But even though it's beyond us, but he will give us the grace to overcome the, the limitations of our human nature, the limitations of our, of our disorders, because we have so many disorders due to original sin that we don't see things, we get upset with each other, we do all these things right away, which are not good. And yet the Lord will help us so with him as our guide, with him as our power, with the gifts of the Holy Spirit and grace which are given to us, we shall be able to attain that fullness of holiness towards which he calls us so that we may share his glory, the share of life of glory for all eternity. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you. Please follow or subscribe to this podcast to receive the latest episodes and updates. 
If you have been blessed by this podcast, I invite you to leave a review. Reviews greatly improve our podcast ranking and will help spread this podcast to other people throughout the world. Are you enjoying this podcast? I invite you to listen to more shows brought to you by the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. Join us daily for enriching spiritual content which will help you on your journey with Jesus Christ. Simply visit DivineMercyPlus.org for a complete list of our shows. That's DivineMercyPlus.org Are you a Marian Helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily Masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you.